That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's week number one of Tuesday Morning Fantasy. Man, that was really long. All right, we're going to stop that. What is up? I is I, your host, Zoo. This week, again, my co-host Preaches is down and ill and cannot speak or he'll throw up everywhere. It's super gross. So instead, I have reached back far into the asshole of the league. I've felt around, ignored a couple nuggets, and I pulled out one Andrew Campbell. Say Hello. hi. Hi, I'm here. So we got Andrew, and I cannot for the life of me remember what your team's name is. So if you would. Oh, uh, I am the team definitely not a Russian bot. Beat. I love it. And I also love the BB-8 picture. Oh, um, yeah. So tell me, are you excited or what? Fantasy football is back. Oh, I'm pumped. And and Josh Gordon put up points. So good <laughs> week for me. That's <laughs> yeah. all I care about. Not naming my team after him. That hasn't worked in the past. Yeah, your Lord and Savior. I was so I was ready. I was gonna steal him from you. I really was. We were we were all sitting in the in the draft the draft room, quote unquote. Mm. And you weren't there. And we were all like, Josh Gordon hasn't gone yet. Should we grab him? <laughs> We talk, and then you, and then finally you did it. And was like, I oh, I strategically to took him because I'm like I know someone's gonna take him if I, if he sits on the uh, undrafted for too long. So yeah, well you got robbed last week. You should have had another touchdown for Mr. Gordon, but uh, Tyrod Taylor decided he didn't want him to throw the ball to where yeah. he was at. So he underthrew. Him. Yeah, no, it's no, it's it's um, it's amazing. They go out, they get another quarterback, and he still sucks just about as hard as Deshaun Kaiser did while Deshaun Kaiser was there. <laughs> yeah, how, how do they manage that? Anyways, well, it's the Browns. Um, but I mean, it, to be honest though, it was raining really hard, and Ben Roethlisberger also threw like seven billion interceptions. Some of it was his fault, some of it wasn't. But I mean, that's just what happens when you play in the rain. Um, but I think he'll see some production. But enough about Andrew. You guys aren't listening to this to listen to Andrew talk about his team. That's lame. Well, exactly. Lame for you. <laughs> lame, lame for you guys. <laughs> it's fun for Andrew. Um, so we're going to recap um, the uh, last week. There will not be rankings this week. I know it's everyone's favorite thing. Um, but I was lazy, and I didn't do it. Uh, I promise we will have rankings next week. I don't promise that we'll have weekly rankings, but I will promise we will definitely have bi-weekly rankings. So there's a sweet spot to be had. But for now, no rankings. It's also week one, so there's nothing to go on off of other than like just the points, which is kind of lame. Because um, it doesn't get you guys as riled up whenever I shit on your team and you have a good record, but you have little points or vice versa. So... <laughs> Let's just move. Let's just get you know straight into it. Um, well, uh, well, where do you want to start? Which team do you want to start with this week, Andrew? Uh, I tell you what. Let's start with your your game because that was All a right. good one. Well, it was basically the only competitive game of the week. Um, <laughs> so this is actually the put a star next to it game of the week. Boom. Uh, because it was really. I mean, it really was the only one that was even close. Um. There's an uh, honorable mention to uh, Angie and uh, Nathan Delaney, I believe. No, Brett and Nathan Delaney. Sorry, Brett. You you know, you just hang out with Angie so much, you guys have basically become one. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, 
it was a good week for me, obviously. Even with Leonard Fournette going down in like the first quarter or maybe second quarter, um, Kirk Cousins was solid. Saquon Barkley had an amazing debut, pulled off that nice 60-yarder uh, touchdown run against the Jags defense, which just made my little heart go pitter-pitter-patter. Um, Chris Hogan uh, did not have a good game. He only had one point. Uh, but my, my ace in my pocket was, of course, James Conner and his 28 points against Cleveland. Um, just so happens that Doc was the one who drafted Le'Veon Bell, and so he really got, was the, the one uh, got screwed over by him. Yeah, but on the bright side, I mean, Le'Veon Bell comes back. I think Doc's got a good team. He's got he's got some good depth on his bench. Deion Lewis apparently is going to be the running back for Tennessee. <laughs> Surprise to everybody. And uh, Russell Wilson also sitting on his bench. Like he he had a hundred point game if he plays the right people. So. And with uh, 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 Le'Veon Bell coming back, should be a good team. Yeah, he should. He should be scary. And I said, I, mean, I got ridiculed for it in the first show when I said that uh, Doc was definitely had one of the better teams. Uh, Peaches did not agree with me. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for Doc, uh, Matthew Stafford uh, took a big shit on Monday mm-hmm. night against the Jets of all teams. Um, and I was scared because he. I was only up 20. And he had Golden Tate and Matthew Stafford. And the last thing I needed was Golden Tate and Matthew Stafford, you know, hitting each other for two touchdowns. And that would have been it for me. Uh, Lucky for me, Matthew Stafford didn't even break double digits. He had seven points. Three, four, Um, four interceptions, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a good day. Uh, But he did get a good day out of Mr. Joe Mixon, who played the Colts. So running back, Colts. That's about any running back you play against the Colts will do well. Yeah, always play. Uh, um, always. Um, and amazingly, even though Julio Jones can't find the end zone because, well, I think I've been very vocal in the past that I hate the Atlanta offensive coordinator, but uh, Julio Jones still had 17 points, even without a touchdown pass. And uh, the Vikings D went ham against the San Francisco uh, offense, him and Jimmy G. So, yeah. you know, Doc scored 93 points, and it really sucks for him to come out of a loss because, I mean, that was the fifth highest, you know, that was the fifth most amount of points scored this week, um, I believe. So he was, like, at the yeah. cusp of the quote-unquote shitty scores. We had a couple of teams go over 100. Um, so he was right there. Um, we just He just got matched up against the wrong team, and, he, I mean, he really got fucked over with the Le- Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and then, and then you get his replacement. His replacement comes and you know scores twenty eight points and rubs it in his face. So yeah, yeah. I was the, I was expecting a good game from James Conner. I was not expecting that. No. Um, no for the, now, unfortunately, uh, we don't know when Bell's coming back. No one knows when Bell's coming back. I'm guessing week ten. Um, but I mean, that's just going off of him trying to not play as much as possible than only playing when he has to. So that way he can get rid of the franchise tag. But Doc's team took another hit this week. Uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yeah. Went down and he's got to have a, a hole drilled in his knee. And I think they said he was going to be out at least four weeks, maybe more. That's too bad. He was, he looked really good against the Colts. Didn't look as good the other night, but you know, it, ugh, that's rough. That's a rough loss for him. Cause he was the, he was like their back. He was the only, they weren't even running uh what was his? What's his face? The other uh, running back, Bernard. Bernard, Giovanni, yeah. yeah. They were barely yeah. him, so that's a big loss for him. And no, and it is, especially whenever you, I mean, his running back situation just is not good. I mean, he's got Deion Lewis, but I mean, for me, 
I think it's only a matter of time before Tennessee gets its head of it, out of its ass and keeps the Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry running back by committee going. Um, right now it's been mostly Dion, um, but I think sooner or later they're going to either have the shares. And so that just takes away his, mm. his, uh, his value. So the running back situation in, uh, for doc is not looking good, but he does have some wide receivers to trade around for maybe get a running back. Um, I'm also really high on George Kittle. So yeah, Doc, I was just getting to... ready to say star <laughs> Kittle. Like, geez, that guy is getting a lot of looks. Yeah. So maybe I can, uh, you know, get rid of one of my running backs for George Kittle. Ooh. Maybe I wouldn't go big, but I like George Kittle. <laughs> I got him in another league. So, and he did really well for me. Uh, so let's move on to the next game. Um, and we're going to move on uh, to the other close game, uh, which would be the Tennessee Danger Noodles against the Papa John's Racist Pizzas, which would be Nathan Delaney and Brett Davis, uh, respectively. Nathan Delaney came out on top. Uh, thoughts on the game, Andrew? Uh, well, it was a close one, obviously. So uh, thankfully for Nathan... Aaron Rodgers managed to make a comeback in the fourth quarter and score like three touchdowns to lead his team to a victory. Otherwise, that game's over for him. He doesn't win it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and honestly, he it was just oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, my phone is like going on and off in my my headphones, and so it's like it's oh shit out. Uh, it's actually a really shitty week for ten for Nate. I think like I still don't. I don't really. I look at the points on his board. And I don't understand how he got 95 points. He gets 24 out of Rodgers. He gets a great game out of Melvin Gordon at 18. He gets 10 points out of Jarvis Landry. The Eagles defense did solid, and Justin Tucker bailed, balled out. But then everyone else, Alex Collins, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, Jamal Williams, they barely broke five. And I understand, yep. I understand you know, Put it all together. That's how the math works. That's how you get 95. I get it. I graduated from college, okay? I can do math. <laughs> it's just when you look at the score, it just seems like he should have scored less. Yeah, and I think he kind of got screwed over. Alex Collins, I think he's the talent in Baltimore. I think he'll have kind of a breakout year. But DeAndre Hopkins only scoring seven, you can't. <laughs> that's not that that great for him. I think DeAndre Hopkins will have a bigger year than that. So. But yeah, I, I think, yeah, luckily his defense and his kicker kind of bailed him out. No, I mean. Not that too much. Yeah, I mean, they really did. I mean, if you think the the defense and the kicker have like a normal game, you know, say five or seven points or something like that, he's looking at a five-point win. Uh, now, the good thing for uh, Nate is he does have Philip Rivers on his bench, which is going to be important because I honestly think Aaron Rodgers is going to die on Sunday. <laughs> he's facing the Vikings defense. He's, he he literally can't move. You watch him. Watch mm -hmm. that Bears game. He can't fucking yeah, move. Yeah, he was he was limping around the field. It was ridiculous. Don't know how he managed to come back. Did you, well, if you, points. Jeez. Yeah, well, if he was fucking high as shit. That's how. <laughs> um, Eric Ebron was on his bench, uh, but he looked like the real deal um, as far as a fantasy player. He got one touchdown, um, got a couple yards. I think. I don't think right now in the season Eric Ebron's a play, but I think later on, once Luck is more comfortable and the the Colts offense is really moving, I think Aaron, Eric Ebron's going to be a big target. Yeah, I think whoever owns Doyle kind of got screwed a bit because he's eaten. He's eaten into his targets because they're just uh, he's 
basically a wide receiver. He's a fat wide receiver, basically. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so real quick, uh, to go back to your thing about Alex Collins, I will not trust a Baltimore offensive player <laughs> until at least week ten. Jeez. I feel like and like I like I. It's just something about Baltimore, and I don't know if it's just because I hate Joe Flacco so much, but it's just, for whatever reason, with that offense, I just don't think they ever have what it takes to be really good. So I never draft Baltimore offensive players, ever. And so Alex Collins, I think he could be good. I just don't think he's going to be that fantasy relevant. I think go. But I might I be wrong. I think he'll break out a bit. I don't think he'll be uh, running back one uh, towards the second half of the season. But I think I think he's a solid RB two flex option every, every well, maybe some weeks. So we'll see. Depends on the matchup and depends on if they keep going to that like three way committee that they're almost kind of famous for at Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, one more take before we talk about uh, Papa John's. Uh, that's not an ad. The actual team. Sorry, guess guys, just hooked up. <laughs> We don't have ever, we That's don't have advertisers true. yet. Um, Philip Rivers uh, got 28 points and is sitting on um, Nate's bench, but Nate's bench put up 75 points with one player completely not playing at all. So it, it kind of looks like Nate's bench is like really solid. Now, obviously, yeah. you take that 28 is gonna like having a QB who really flashed is gonna like influence that a lot. But I mean, it, you know, 75 points out of your bench got to feel good after scoring 95 with your starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Good amount of depth. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Brett's team. Uh, he came away with the loss. Um, he he kind of got screwed in the, uh, he really, mm-hmm. he really got screwed in the just producing points department. Um, Cam Newton produced, it wasn't great, but it's 17 points. Mike Evans went off with Fitzmagic, which was, you know, no one saw that coming. But it, it all kind of balanced out because Kareem Hunt, God-tier running back, Christian McCaffrey, God-tier passing running back, who is the only running back in Carolina, combined for 12 points. Or 11 points, sorry. 11 points. Kareem Hunt is most definitely a number one running back. I would argue Christian McCaffrey is a number one running back. 11 <laughs> points. 11 fucking points. <laughs> Yeah, not not a great week on the running back front. I think a bright spot though is uh, Peyton Barber in his flex position got the ball nineteen times. So yeah, you give you put him up against a worse defense, and you might have a solid flex option going through the rest of the season. So that's interesting. Uh, I really like uh, the Trey Burton. Obviously, he only got one point last week, but I think Trey Burton is gonna get a lot better, and I think Mitch Trubisky is going to look at him a lot, so that'll store up uh, the tight end issue for uh, Mr. Davis. Uh, He has Nick Chubb on his bench, and I don't get that. No, I don't either. uh, Cleveland's kind of got this weird, like, like they have, it's Carlos Hyde, right, is the main back? Mm -hmm, I think so. Right. They have Nick Chubb, and then they also have Duke Johnson. They got this weird, like, Carlos Hyde's clearly the the main guy, but if he was to go down, I feel like it would definitely be like a running back by committee. Mm-hmm. So I really don't get not even, not even a handcuff option. Yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't get why Nick Chubb is there. <laughs> so like he's, well, he's, it seems like Nick Chubb would be a waiver wire pickup if both running backs went down. Yeah, well maybe Brett knows more than we do. Who did he get last year? He got uh Kareem Hunt last year and he broke out right. So yeah, but 
<laughs> but, <laughs> but that's a Kansas City fan. So yeah. I'm not saying he picked him up just because he was Kansas City, but he probably knew more about Kareem Hunt because he's a Kansas City fan. So yeah. we're going to go with that. But, you know, not an awful week. I've, I think I think Brett should feel good about his team, even though he's got the L. Um, I don't think you can expect 20 points out of Mike Evans every week. Nope. But it's good to see that Mike Evans and, Mike Evans and Fitzpatrick are getting along. And you just know Kareem Hunt and McCaffrey are going to produce mm. at some point. So I, I don't think it's panic time. No. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, the next one on my list in the order that I opened up my, uh, my tabs. <laughs> um, is the absolute unit bombers of the Peach Man, Brandon Hughes, against the Melbourne Badger Rolls and Nathan Picorni. Take it away, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, it was just a blowout. What, <laughs> what are you going to call it? I can't believe, though. I can't believe he had the balls to start Tyrod Taylor. Um, but Tyrod managed to put up 22 points. Uh, so good on him. And uh, Alvin Kamara putting up 33. That was kind of led his team. Otherwise... Kind of an average week for uh, for Brandon. Besides that, yeah, um, got a good week out of the Jags defense, which is normal. He got a oh, yeah. he got a pretty good week out of Vinatieri with twelve points. Um, he got a re- I felt I felt like he got a really good week out of Keenan Allen at sixteen, but at the same time, he was also facing the Kansas City secondary. So if Keenan oh. Allen doesn't put up a bunch of points, maybe worry a little bit. Uh, Alvin Kamara's gonna he's not gonna put up thirty points every fucking week. But he's he's gonna put up a lot of points. Um, it might be it might slow down a little bit once Mark Ingram's back. Uh, I know that Peaches is worried about Dalvin Cook. He was texting me and crying about how Dalvin Cook wasn't getting any looks. Um, look, man, Dalvin Cook is gonna be slow to get back in. I think they're gonna they got they know what they have in Latavius Murray, and I think they're gonna slowly work Dalvin Cook back in because Minnesota doesn't care about your fantasy teams. <laughs> But he's he's uh, got a good team. I I'm worried about playing him. So got quite a bit. Of well, quite a bit you're of worried. He's got Carson Wentz on his bench. I think Marlon Mack will have a good season. It seems like seems like they're running the ball decently in Indy. So if Marlon Mack can come back, I think he's got a good, pretty good team. Well, and don't forget, he's also got Jordan. I'm always injured. Reed, um, who's <laughs> not injured right now, and he put up ten points last week, and he's sure gonna put up some points against Indianapolis this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's also got Julian Edelman, who is currently suspended. So I think week five or week four, Julian Edelman, Edelman comes back. Um, and so, yeah, no, he's got a solid team for sure. Um, he's going to put the put the fear into some people. And I think his team is going to be really scary come playoff time. What with Dalvin Cook probably being in full go. Carson Wentz will be full go. Marlon Mack will be full go. Um, if Jordan Reed somehow avoids injury for the first time ever, I mean, that's – it's a scary team. Yeah. So we're going to go to a team that does not uh, scare people, or at least didn't last week. Uh, Nathan or Nathan Picorni, my bad, uh, had the least amount of points with 63. Um, he only had two players get into double digits, Ezekiel Elliott and Devontae Adams. And the his uh, kicker tied for the third most amount of points on his team. <laughs> it was uh, hashtag not a good week. Ben Roethlisberger threw a thousand interceptions um, and fumbled twice. Uh, Devontae Freeman didn't get a whole lot of looks, and now Devontae Freeman is out this week. So <laughs> not looking good. Yeah. Uh, Greg Olson fractured his foot. 
he will be on Nathan's IR spot here in a little bit if he's not already. Um, I don't have his current lineup in front of me. Uh, but I wouldn't panic if I was Nate. He's got Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith will be good in Washington. There's a good defensive play caller there. Um, he doesn't have Tyree Kill to throw to anymore, but I still think he'll produce, and he'll be better than Big Ben on Big Ben's really awful bad weeks, which we just don't know when that'll be. Nope. Um, <laughs> Nelson Algarore's probably got a lot more value than four points than he did last week with Alshon Jeffrey out, but, you know, have to wait and see. I don't necessarily buy into the Kenny Stills, but I think Kenny Stills is just a is a boomer bust candidate with, Tan- with Ryan Tannehill. Um, so Kenny Stills goes off. He goes off for 22 points, and that's a good day. If he doesn't, it's a wasted spot. Yeah, I don't see him scoring 22 all season. Uh, Frank Gore played a pretty good game there, too, if I remember rightly, so that's going to eat into his touches as well. But, I mean, okay. the bright side for this loss for Nathan, though, has to be his bench. He's got a bunch of players in the bench who all score double digits and only two on his starting team that put up double-digit performances. So, I don't know. Nathan, if you pick him better next week, he might actually come out with the win. We'll see. Yeah, this is a uh, clearly a, a, a Davis Family Award candidate with 89 points on the bench, um, and that's without a QB. He doesn't have a backup – or he does have – I'm sorry. He does have Alex. a back. He does have a backup QB. But it's not like he put up like 30 points or something. So mm-hmm. Isaiah Crowell and Kenny Stills went off. Um, that, that 89 this, points beats beats uh, both Mitchell and Brett this week. So it's an interesting number to look hashtag at. play the bench. <laughs> um, yeah. So not a this was not a good game. This was a blot. But there's uh there's no, there's again once again the reason to panic, Nate. Don't hit the panic button yet. I'm sure there's some team that should be hitting the panic button. We'll find them. Yeah. All right, Andrew, we're going to move on to your contest. Um, your opponent actually scored some points, but it was still a blowout as you kicked some ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, once again, the definitely not a Roshan blot, which is the team of my guest, and then the classic mad cows of Nick Jones. Uh, Drew Brees went off. Jay Ajayi went off. Michael Thomas went off. Rob Gronkowski had a normal 16-point game. Um, the Dan- Panthers put up a solid 13. Uh, you even got zero points out of Doug Baldwin. Yeah. And you just – it didn't fucking matter. It, it just, didn't matter. It did not fucking matter. Um, look, you can't rely – I don't think you can rely on Jay Jai getting 20 points every no. game. I think Jay Jai is going to make you sad later in the year. But – I think David Johnson's going to make you happier than 12 points that he scored last week. Yeah, he and he really he got a lucky kind of touchdown uh, because I think I think that was later in the game because uh, at that point he only had nine rushes and 37 yards and then he put up a touchdown luckily. So um, I kind of got lucky that he scored a touchdown. If you look, I think every single person on my team except for Doug Baldwin scored a touchdown. So I'm actually a little bit worried about that because that's a lot of points that's gone if even only half of those touchdowns existed so hopefully yeah. hopefully we'll get some more consistent yardage from these players but uh, yeah new orleans though new orleans was what did it that game turned into a shootout and uh, michael thomas went off for like 16 receptions and 180 yards and a touchdown so um i'm not gonna see that next week probably but i like my bench uh so i think i got some depth on my bench so i think i'll be okay 
Yeah, I think it'll be all right. I mean, Drew Brees isn't going to put up 30 points every week, but he is going to put up more than 20. Yep. And Michael Thomas is going to get a couple red zone looks for sure. So he's definitely got the chance to – he will definitely get yards, um, and he might get multiple touchdowns. He's definitely, you know, not a risky play at all. I like I like some of the your backups, um, especially with Doug Baldwin coming out. You have Osho and Jeffrey on the IR. Um, so he'll come back and he'll be good. He could replace Doug Baldwin. I think Doug Baldwin's going to be out a while, or at least he's yeah. not going to be trustworthy. Um, and then I'm going to be interested to see what you do with your running back situation. Um, because J.H.I.E., I don't believe in J.H.I.E., but I also think he will put up some points. But you also have Lamar Miller and Mark Ingram. And Adrian and, Peterson. And Adrian Peterson. It's, yeah. I don't got, know who I'm going to play every week. It's going to be. That's And so – I think that I don't think that's a bad thing, but at the same time, like for me, I always get worried that I'm gonna play the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a recipe for that kind of disaster. Yeah. Um, but obviously, uh AP I'll, here's a free bit of advice that you didn't need. AP is a good to go against the Colts defense this week. Yeah, yeah, no, he's starting. He's, <laughs> he's starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what you do with your flex. Um you also picked up uh Kinsey Anua. Um, after his big game, no, actually uh, that was funny. I put Alshon Jeffrey put- on my in IR, and then on Monday I was like, "Oh, I have an extra spot," and I picked up Quincy and got him before everyone would have taken him on the waiver. Oh, okay, so that's what I was trying to figure out. Like I was trying to figure because I didn't see it until the next day, mm-hmm. and I saw you picked up this guy, and then he goes and has the game he has, and I was like. How the fuck did he pick him up? And I was, and I was, I was, I wasn't gonna pick him up, but I was kind of pissed mm-hmm. because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You, sh- you can't claim players after they play. That's how they're going. So I was trying to figure out how you like circumvented it, but then I didn't care. So I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of let it go. But now that I know that you literally just picked up the wide receiver and got lucky, mm-hmm. makes me, makes, I, I don't, I don't know if it makes me feel better necessarily. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that was tricky. I was just like, oh, who other? Because there were there were two games on Monday instead of just one, so I was like, oh, I should pick up a player from one of these four teams, and he was just the one I kind of picked because my uh, wide receiver situation isn't the greatest right now. Yeah, well, I think it'll get better. Well, it will. I I, know. Actually, I won't say that. I don't think it'll get better because he just lost Doug Baldwin. Mm. I think it'll stay the same. I think Josh Gordon will get better. They better use him. But but he's going to be slow to come in, and then, you know, that's your listening production that Doug Baldwin should just have right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But did you see, did you see that game? Oh, I, I want to talk about that game again, though, because he was on a, apparently on a snap count, right? Josh Gordon was, and so they were only <laughs> going to give him 20 snaps or something like that. Well, that's but not I what think, I heard. I don't I think heard. what they did is that they put him in in, like, the fourth quarter, and then they tied the game up and almost won it a couple times. Like, I think there's a correlation there, Browns. I'm not going to tell you how to. Pick your players. <laughs> Andrew Campbell for Browns head coach or offensive <laughs> coordinator. Uh, so enough about Andrew's team. Let's move on to Nick. Uh, Nick put up a good week, even though he had some awful play from some of his players. Um, specifically, I'm talking about Matt Ryan. Ooh. You scored 92 points and Matt Ryan only gets eight. I think you should feel pretty good. Uh Matt Ryan should be sat immediately until he proves that his offensive, his offense can do things in the red zone. That's how I feel about it. You have Andrew Luck. 
Andrew Luke showed up last week. Play Andrew until Matt Ryan proves he can find Julio in the end zone. Mm. That is my spiel. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I don't know what's going on with the Atlanta, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Ravens defense really helped carry them. They scored the most amount of points for them. They had 17. They were playing Buffalo. They picked off Nate Peterman like five times. It was a bloodbath. Um, I think the takeaway, though, is that you should start any defense that's playing the Bills. (laughs) I think they're the Browns this year. The Bills have become the Browns. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, He didn't get a good day out of Royce Freeman. Um, Royce Freeman was supposed to be the guy in Denver. He looked really good all preseason. And then... The week one started, and Royce Freeman was like splitting shares and like wasn't getting that many looks. Uh, he was he was filling he was he was sharing with uh, Philip Lindsay, a no name who was undrafted in Colorado. Blah blah blah, super good story. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point is Royce Freeman's getting gypped. <laughs> yeah, that that was a pretty big deal out here. I'm I'm in Colorado now, and uh, just to see a Colorado guy playing on uh, on the field in the NFL, they liked that here. So. Interesting story. I'll kind of be following along with that. And honestly, if our t- if our uh, league was a bit bigger, if we had a couple more people, uh, Lindsey would be fantasy relevant. I think he'd be on a roster. He might be. I don't know. He might be. I don't know if it's a one-week flash or not. He seems to be a really good receiving back. So that if we were PPR or more heavily into PPR, um, mm-hmm. he would be had a lot more value, I think. Yeah, uh, that's true. Once again, Nick lost, but it's not panic time. Uh, I think your I think your quarterback situation will write itself. I think the running back situation will write itself. Your wide receivers are. You have a bunch of wide receiver. I guess you only have one wide receiver on your bench, and Randall Cobb. And I feel like you might think about starting Randall Cobb in this twenty points from <laughs> last week. I want to say don't because you have Antonio Brown and Larry Fitzgerald. Just my, just my yeah. thought. I, I don't, especially against Minnesota, but I also, I don't buy into Randall Cobb. I think that was just a Aaron Rodgers drug field frenzy. And especially whenever, uh, I don't want to do the math, but Randall Cobb's 75 yard touchdown was lucky as fuck. <laughs> he just caught the ball and he just happened to be where no one else was. He didn't have to really like make a move to break a tackle. The Chicago defense was just gassed at the end of the game. Just mm. absolutely gassed. Yeah, that's at least thirteen of his uh, um, 20, twenty points. So you put, yeah, you take those off, and all of a sudden he was actually tied for Larry Fitzgerald for uh, in points. Or, no, nah, I'm bad at math. Forget I said anything. <laughs> and the point is, twenty points, Randall Cobb, not going to happen again for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. Nate. Oh, by the way, breaking news: uh, Nick did drop one of the defenses that he uh, he drafted this season. Um, he dropped the Saints defense, and I snatched it up. I don't know if the Saints defense is going to be good. I'm just going to blame it on Fitzmagic, and I'm going to play them because I had the Tennessee Titans defense, and I don't trust them either. So, wow. You're going to start the Saints defense after they will have 48 I am. points? I am. I, wow. I'm, going to start, I'm going to start them. I think that Marshawn Lattimore and that defensive line just had a bad day, and Fitzmagic was magical. Fitzmagical. Well, and so I I believe in the Saints defense. Also, with their offense, uh, they don't have to work as hard. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee Titans defense is gonna have to work really fucking hard. So it's and I might I might be drop dropping them later in the year. I might just have to stream defenses all year, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> all right, 
let's move to our final game of the week. Angie Huberts. I changed my name, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still the and same donut. the night men cometh of Mitchell Davis. David John Davis. Again. Wow. Another newser of a game. 122 to 66. Uh, which puts Davis square or I'm sorry. Uh, that means Davis only screwed three more points than uh, Mr. Bricardi. Mr. Um, this was I mean, I don't even know. This is just it was just a blowout. <laughs> like that's really all it was. I mean, it yeah. was just an absolute blowout uh so let's let's look uh angie's bench scores 56 points angie's bench almost scored more than brett or nick mitch. hell i'm sorry okay. guys mitch than <laughs> mitch <laughs> wow um let's let's just go down uh tom brady had a good game todd Gurley had a good game lashaw mccoy didn't have a good game odell beckham eh, game tyree kill holy fucking shit 34 points um, and then that was all she wrote. I mean, that's really all she wrote after that. It was that's enough to beat uh, Mitch right there. They do have other receivers in Kansas City, right? There are other people lining up on the field as a wide receiver, right? Well, look well, like you it. see, well, you see, Andy Reid has actually cut all of his wide receivers and replaced them with tight ends in the wide receiver spot, oh. so that way they can just have that midfield screen all the fucking time. They just <laughs> give the Tyreek, and they just, it's just a screen game the whole time. All game. Yeah, all game. And it works. Uh, so I think I said this in the first show, um, and I, it looks like week one's done, and I'm right so far. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are having a good time with uh, Case Keenum at quarterback. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had 19 points. Demarius Thomas had 12. And like I said, the trouble or the trick or just flip a coin and hope you get lucky is picking the correct wide receiver to play for Denver. And somehow um, she picked the wrong one, and it still worked out. He still put up twelve points. So, yeah, know. well, I don't think it's ever not, I don't think it's ever going to not work out unless Denver goes up against a really hardcore secondary, like maybe against the Chargers. Um, but other than that, I, I, I don't think I'm not saying Case Keenum is not elite. Case Keenum can get the job done, and especially with guys, especially with Emmanuel Sanders, who works out of the slot a lot of time. I think Case Keenum will find that guy a lot. I mean, think about Adam Thielen last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, basically, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll um, be interesting seeing them, uh, seeing so, who gets the most looks. And maybe against really bad teams, maybe she should just play both of them. Yeah, honestly. You I know? mean, if she would have played both of them, somehow both of them outscored Odell last week. So I guess probably more the Jacksonville defense than anything, but still, it's impressive. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, the running back situation's not so hot. Uh, LaShawn McCoy didn't get suspended um, and is not did not officially commit the crime, or I don't really know. Anyway, basically the point is he doesn't have an Ezekiel Elliott situation. He has been clear of everything, and he is playing. However, he's playing for the Bills, and he's yep. going to see a lot of looks, but we don't give points out for carries. <laughs> so LaShawn McCoy, not so good, McCoy. And, and step in sentence to the new uh, Browns team. <laughs> yeah, and her backup running back um, is Duke Johnson. So maybe give me a little ring-a-ding-ding, Angie, about maybe your running back situation. I've got running backs. I'd like to have one of those Denver wide receivers or someone else. 
I'll take OBJ. I've got running backs too, actually. So uh, (laughs) I I brought you onto the show, and you're gonna try and undercut me with me. An asshole. Um, Unfortunately for um, Angie, she did lose Delaney Walker uh, for the season. Um, He is done, 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 done. But she has Cameron Brait. I don't know what Cameron Brait will do, but it's better than a zero point from a nobody that's injured. But maybe look for an update in the tight end game. Yeah, probably, especially if he didn't even see a single pass um, <laughs> last week when they put when they put up forty eight points. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be a good option the rest of the season. Yeah, so let's move on to our final team in Mitch Davis and the Nightman Cometh. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that at about five o'clock yesterday or five o'clock last Sunday, um, Mitch was drinking heavily because his keeper only scored 11 points. He kept Deshaun, he famously kept Deshaun Watson over a couple of different options. Um, Deshaun Watson did not play well. He kind of figured it out in the second half, but it was not a good time. In all fairness, Bill Belichick had all offseason to prepare for Deshaun Watson. But at the same time, you would have liked to see a little bit more action. No, I'm fine. Um, the, running back, <laughs> the, the running back situation is uh, no bueno. Uh, Rex Burkhead, never trust New England running backs. Never trust – I'm going to make that a shirt. I'm going to sell that <laughs> fucking shirt. Um, Derrick Henry looked awful in fantasy points. He had two fantasy points. I would like to point out that he had a like 60-yard run – they got called back off of a bullshit holding penalty. Like it was like the other, like the defensive guy had the dude's face mask, but they didn't call that, but they called the hold on the (laughs) offensive player. Oh, of course. And I didn't watch the game, but I I saw the replay and it was the 60. Now, obviously you would like for Derrick Henry to get points outside of just one 60 yard run. 60 yard run. Yeah. But with Dion Lewis in the picture, that's kind of Derrick Henry's thing. That's kind of the thing he did last year. Like he was, He's the kind of guy who he's basically he's a less effective Adrian Peterson in his prime. To me, Adrian Peterson, they just kept giving the ball to him, and they just he just kept ramming it up the defense's throats. Sometimes getting five yards, sometimes breaking a twelve yarder. But by the fourth quarter, the defense was fucking done. They're like, man, I don't want to tackle this guy anymore. And that's <laughs> when Adrian Peterson would break off those 70, 50, 40 yard touchdown runs. I think that's the kind of guy Derrick Henry is, and I think they need to get rid of Deion Lewis for him to become that. They're not going to. No. So Henry's fantasy relevancy is kind of, huh? but I think I think he's a good stash. I think you just have to wait for it to happen, especially with Marcus Mariota going down this week. Um, he's doubtful to play, I believe. Um, so yeah, It'll, moving on. I was, I, I was on Henry for uh, at the beginning of the season, but yeah, after, after this first game and seeing his limited uh, use, I'm like, okay, kind of glad I didn't pick him up. I'm still high on him. I just don't have a running back situation or problem. So I'm. I don't know, if you want to trade for him for like pennies on the dollar, I'll take him. If not, <laughs> I don't want him. Uh, the wide receiver situation's a lot better. Uh, AJ Green had a big week against Indianapolis, and then of course went fucking off against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, apparently, um, apparently Cincinnati's just going to be a good team this year. <laughs> to everybody's surprise. Yeah, I mean. If you look into their team, it's it's not that surprising with their like how good their defensive front is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super scary, Geno Atkins just... and all those guys. 
It's surprising how well their offense is playing. It feels like they added, they didn't really add anyone or do too much to their offense, and all of a sudden it's playing really well. Like AJ Green's uh, just going off. I don't know. Maybe it was just I, I watched the Colts game and think they're really good, but we'll see. I, I don't buy it, and I don't buy it for one reason. I don't buy it because Andy Dalton. Yeah. Andy Dalton has done this before. Andy Dalton has been good before. <laughs> and then Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton shits the bag. AJ Green is going to be fantasy relevant. AJ Green is the only receiver on that team worth a damn. So he's just going to get a shit ton of looks. And then once everyone's once once AJ Green starts getting doubled up with good cornerbacks, he wasn't doubled up with a good cornerback in Indianapolis. I don't even know the names of the Baltimore cornerbacks, so I'm going to assume. Now that could be wrong. I don't follow Baltimore very well, so maybe they do have good cornerbacks. But I don't think they do, and I think Thursday night showed that they did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's only one game. But I think once A.J. Green goes up against cornerbacks like um, perhaps Denzel Ward, and the, I think the secondary in Cleveland's really good. I really like Denzel Ward. I really wish Indianapolis would have picked him up. Um, but I think I, you know A.J. Green is obviously better than Denzel Ward because Denzel Ward's a rookie. But I feel like once they start seeing better secondaries, once more teams have options to see what the offense is doing with Andy Dalton – AJ Green is going to get shut down. He'll still be fantasy relevant, but then there won't be anything else for Cincinnati to go to. And then that's when Cincinnati as a team will crumble apart. Well, why couldn't we have played them in the second half of the season? <laughs> because that's not, we are supposed to always lose our home opener. That's just oh, the way it okay. goes. David Funches, not a good game. Four points. Nope. David Funches, I would. David Funches is a guy that I would pick up if I was desperate for our receivers. I, I feel like he's a boomer bust kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I feel basically, I think he's a better version of Ted Gibbs. Yeah, it just, I think it depends on, you know, whether or not. Um, uh, wow. Uh, why did I forget his Cam name? Newton. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. <laughs> and whether or not Cam Newton decides to just uh, play, show up and play well, I think that kind of depends. Because some days, some days Cam Newton throws really well, some days he just doesn't. So. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Um, Corey Davis uh, could be interesting. He's a lot less interesting now that Marcus Mariota got hurt. Travis Kelsey. Travis don't, Kelsey had somehow had zero points. Yeah, what happened there? Don't panic. Again, Travis Kelsey. I, I, I think they just didn't put anyone else on the field to catch the ball besides Tyreek Hill. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree. And uh, the award for most points on Nate, on Mitch's team goes to the Rams' defense with 15, which really didn't happen until the fourth quarter on their pick six. So uh, you're the only team I'm going to tell this to, Mitch, but maybe panic a little bit, especially because your uh, your bench only scored 18, so it wasn't like you had someone in the in the back row to do anything. Oh, fun fact: Marcus Mariota is the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, unfortunately, uh, all of your backup running backs, all of Mitch's backup running backs, are in. Holy shit! Every running back that Mitch has is in a is part of a committee. Yep. Kalen Balaj in Miami, Jarrett Cohen in Chicago, Latavius Murray in Minnesota, and that's not even a. I mean, honestly, that's just a wait for Dalvin Cook to get hurt and hope he's. Worth Latavius Murray's worth something again. That's not really a no. committee. I don't know. 
But I'm also not going to say that Mitch is uh, down and out. I'm pretty sure he lost the first two games last year, and he worked the waiver wire like a boss, and he <laughs> showed us all up. So yep. I'm not call I'm not saying anything about his ability to stay in this game. So if we move on to our standings, we have now covered every game. Congratulations, us! High five! Yeah. All right, so currently leading F is for the fam division, the absolute unit bombers, which would be Peaches, and Gruden's shitless, which would be me, and the Tennessee danger noodles, which is Nate. Over as M is for the mem, definitely not a Russian bot at 1-0, and I changed my name at 1-0. So that's how the standings work out. Obviously, it's way too early to call anything, um, but that's how it works out right now. Uh, right. So I think I'm going to, before we preview next week's games, I think it's time to give out some awards. Award time. Award time. So I have renamed most of our awards because I kind of remembered what the awards were from last year and years prior, but I didn't remember their names. So first off, we're going to go with the obvious one, the Davis Family Award, i.e. putting a shit ton of points in your bench. Uh, that would go to Mr. Nathan Bacarney. 89, 89 points. He scored 63. Outscored himself on the bench. So, I don't know. Just flip that for next week and uh, see what happens. Yeah, you done fucked up. <laughs> but it's okay. You can learn for it. Learn from it. All right. So, now this is not a brand new award, but it's got a brand new name, and I'm very excited. This is the Oops! There's a Dildo on My Ass Award. <laughs> what? That is the Got Fucked Over Award. Oh, okay. Oops, there's a dildo on my ass. There was a dildo in Doc's ass. That's uh, <laughs> there. Seriously, I feel really bad, <laughs> even though I won, <laughs> so I'm still happy. Let's just uh, talk about Doc? this for a second. Yeah, Doc has, um, <laughs> Doc has Le'Veon Bell. His and, number one uh, pick. His or I guess it was and the keeper. Yeah, and uh, of course they've been having some issues with that contract negotiation. He didn't start. And so what does, what does Zoo do? He goes in and he picks up James Conner. And James Conner puts up... I, I picked him up did you, did you get him? Okay. I wasn't sure draft. if you picked him up before because I picked up Adrian Peterson after the draft, after uh, he got signed. No, but, I I was like, this might happen. And it did. And it was great. 28 points, which was uh, more than the margin of victory. So... Uh, that could have changed everything. Oh, and also Golden Tate went off, but Stafford threw four interceptions, which, which he only had 20 points to make up, and I was really scared because all I needed was Stafford to go off or Golden Tate and Stafford to connect on like maybe a touchdown in like 40 yards, and I'd be fucked. Instead, Stafford did what Stafford did against mm -hmm. the Jets. So sorry about that dildo. Uh <laughs> The luckiest son of a the lucky the next award is the luckiest luckiest holy shit luckiest son of a bitch this side of Angie award. <laughs> uh, it doesn't go to me even though it could have honorable mention. However, the actual award goes to Nathan Delaney. I know what you're saying. What? Why? I'll tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers got fucking hurt. He was in a cart. He went to the blue tent. He should have been done for that game. He should have. Nathan should have been fucked. He should not have come even close to winning this game. Instead, <laughs> somehow, it just the overly medicated him. It makes it so he probably couldn't even feel his knee anymore. He comes back, hobbled out onto the field, throws for three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win the game and win Nathan 
his game. Also, it's not just one thing that made him luckiest son of a bitch. Also, his opponent played Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt got four points. I don't think Kareem Hunt got less than six all year last year. Mm-hmm. You got lucky. <laughs> really fucking lucky. Pulls out a narrow win, but it is what it is. And then our uh, our final week, our final award of the week, um, goes to uh, the team that scored the least amount of points, both on the uh, on the on the uh, on the actual lineup and on your bench. And this week is called Wait, Week One was this week? Fuck. <laughs> um, that goes to Mitch Davis. Uh, you scored sixty six points with your lineup and eighteen with your bench. I don't think you would have beat anyone other than Nathan this week if you played those two together. And he doesn't so, even beat Nathan if Nathan were to have played his bench. So it's a rough, rough start for Mitch this week. Yeah, not a good time. So those are our awards. If you have awards that you want me to do, if you have awards that you remember from last time and I totally spaced on them, please message me because I do write down this shit. I do not go back and reread this shit. So, if you remember, let me know. I'll be glad to uh, put it back. So, let's take a look at this week's games. Let's try to forget that Thursday night already happened. Although, I know, I get it. It's impossible. Yeah. But, um, so let's look at um, this week's games. Let's preview week two. Um, we're going to start um, with Nick Jones and Mitch Davis. So, uh, Mitch Davis already has a commanding lead. But uh, Mr. Nick has a negative point differential so far. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty big swing whenever, um, you know, A.J. Green puts up a ton of yards. Um, so what did he What did he get? So he did uh, 69 yards and three touchdowns against the defense that Nick chose to start. So not a great start for Nick this week. Yeah. Not good at all. Uh, for the record, a little disclaimer, I am not going to look at your bench and tell you who you should play. So the starting lineups that I see and the one are going to be the ones that I'm going to assume you're going to go with. So any predictions off of that, that's where that's coming from. Uh, so starting off with Nick's team, I'm looking. He's got Andrew Luck, Jordan Howard, Royce Freeman, Antonio Brown against Kansas City's awful secondary. Uh, he's playing Randall Cobb, which we already talked about. He's playing Jack Doyle. Uh, which we've talked about. Um, Larry Fitzgerald's all the way down in his flex position, which, I mean, I understand that doesn't really beat anything, yeah. but uh, Larry Fitzgerald might get kind of shut out um, with the secondary in uh, L.A. Uh, on the other side, uh, Mitch is starting Jared Goff. He's got Rex Burkhead. He picked up Austin Eckler, which I think is a good, uh, a good pickup. However, once again, another running back by committee, although it's not a committee because it's Todd fucking Gurley. Todd goes down, Austin Eckler becomes really, really pretty. AJ Green already crushed it. Um, Devin Funches against Atlanta is interesting. Um, and then he's just got the normal guys. Uh, looking at this, I think it's going to be close. I think I think Nick can kind of come back. I think Andrew Luck is going to keep throwing the ball a shit ton. I think Royce Freeman bounces back against a shitty Oakland defense. And he's got Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's going to put up more points than AJ Green did. Wow, you think you think Antonio Brown's gonna put up twenty four? I think Pittsburgh's really fucking pissed about tying with Cleveland. I think that the game is gonna be a shootout already because it's Kansas City in Pittsburgh, 
And I think Big Ben's just going to spam the X button that is Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm giving the edge to Mitch. I think I think with the big start that he's had and the fact that Travis Kelsey's not going to score zero points again, uh, I think his players come out and may have a better week than I did last week. I mean, he's already halfway there, yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. he'll have a better week. Um, I think I think it's going to be close. I'm going to get. I think the edge. I, I guess I'll give the edge to Mitch, and I'm giving the edge to Mitch only because AJ Green already put up 24, yeah. and wide receivers. I think running backs are more reliable than wide receivers are, and so Nick needs Antonio Brown to go off to have a chance. And obviously, that's just playing the numbers. But you know what else are predictions anyway? Yep, it's and it's hard to uh, give an edge to someone who's 26 points down. So <laughs> yeah, no, that is definitely fair. Um, so let's move on to Nathan uh, Delaney and Angie Herbert. Uh, I don't know why I say your last name, Angie. Everyone knows who the fuck you are. Uh, into their game. Uh, so we've got – he's starting Aaron Rodgers and what we can only assume will be the drugged-up corpse of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> against Minnesota. But Melvin Gordon gets to play Buffalo. So, um, you know, risk and reward there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins gets to play Tennessee. Uh, Jarvis Landry gets played in New Orleans. Um, nothing else of note that I see. Justin Tucker already scored seven points. Alex Collins already had eight. Um, Angie's starting Patrick Mahomes against Pittsburgh. Uh, she's got Todd Gurley against Arizona. Uh, OBJ's going up against Ta- Dallas. Tyreek Hill's going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, Angie wins this game if Patrick Mahomes gets in a shootout. Because Patrick Mahomes likes Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill scores 30. Patrick Mahomes scores 20. Game over. Yep. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it, it all comes down to Patrick Mahomes. If he uh, if he plays, if he shows up, she wins. Yep. It's that simple, guys. <laughs> so coming up, uh, we got Brett against Brandon. Uh, no one has scored any points yet because none of their players have played yet. Hashtag fuck. Thursday football games. Um, it really does bother me <laughs> to no end. This one's – and I don't even know if I can – like. So I'm, I'm looking at the teams here. Cam Newton against Atlanta. Kareem Hunt. Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I like. I really like Kareem Hunt Christian McCaffrey, so I feel like mm-hmm. they're going to have big games. Um, actually, Calvin Kamara might struggle a little bit for Brandon against Cleveland just because I like their defensive front, I think – uh, their linebacker, not their linebackers. Their, well, as, as I'm talking through this, clearly <laughs> I didn't look beforehand. I'm gonna take that back. Um, so I just, I'm gonna give the edge to Brandon, but I, I kind of feel like this is a toss-up. Yeah, this one's tough to call. I'm trying to think of some way. I guess you know, if um, Fitzpatrick does Fitzpatrick and the ball's out again. I think I think Brett wins it, but aside from uh, Fitzpatrick balling out and giving Mike Evans a big game and possibly getting uh, Peyton Barber, the running back for Tampa Bay, a pretty decent uh, opportunity as well. And I don't, I think Brandon probably takes it here. All right, here's what, here's what I'm going to call it on. Jordan Reed has a big game against Indianapolis, gets Brandon the win. That's what I'm calling it. It's going to be it's going to fall on Jordan Reed, the difference maker. Boom. All right. So 
our, the next game is Doc and Andrew. Ooh. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so the projected totals are really close, 81 to 84, but we all know ESPN projected is bullshit. Um, Doc already has a slim eight-point lead thanks to Joe Mixon. Um, I think he should be happy. He got eight points out of Mixon before the injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, catch your bet. You know, just be glad you already got it. Um, so looking at this here, we got Drew Brees against Cleveland, Michael Thomas against Cleveland, Josh Gordon against New Orleans, uh, Gronk against Jacksonville. He's got Adrian Peterson against Indianapolis. This probably what puts you over on this one. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking that, and uh, it and Josh Gordon over New Orleans. I, I think Josh Gordon falls out this week. I do, but of course I'm going to say that. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to see a lot of production out of David Johnson. I think they're taking him slow, and he's also playing the Rams defense. So, yeah, I want one of those one of those players where you always got to start him. You can't bench him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, Doc currently is taking the uh, taking the risk of starting Matthew Stafford again against San Francisco. <laughs> um, I I think Matthew Stafford bats, bounces back. Matthew Stafford doesn't have two of those games in a row. Um, in no, my opinion, usually doesn't. Um, but I would definitely be scared about starting. Julio Jones is a must start, but you definitely got to worry just a little bit when he plays Carolina, and especially with the how ineffective their offense has been. Um, he's got Adam Thielen going up against Green Bay. I don't necessarily know what that means. I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think it's more interesting that the Vikings defense is against Green Bay, and I think it's just... Well, I mean, you know, honestly, it's a really good play if Deshaun Kaiser... Uh, gets a lot of time for Green. I think it's a, I think it's a good play no matter what. I think even if Aaron yeah. Rodgers plays, it's Aaron. Yeah, let's see. If Aaron Rodgers can't fucking move. Like the the <laughs> defensive front of the Vikings is so goddamn insane. There's three All Stars and then one other guy who's really good. Like I just I don't see how the Vikings defense doesn't walk away with like two touchdowns on this on this game. <laughs> And that's, could, be that's, could be bad because we all know that, you know, Aaron Rodgers can just bring his team back from absolutely nothing. So, you know, and that's fair. And, we'll see. you know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been cleared to play yet for the record. So if, still, if, if it's a Deshaun Kaiser led Green Bay, that Vikings, that Vikings game could put him over the top. He is going to feast. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to you because. Um, I, Drew Brees proved that he still knows how to throw the ball really fucking far. Not that that was a worry. <laughs> um, but you also have Michael Thomas. I think Josh Gordon gets worked a lot. Gronk is going to see a lot of work with the Jacksonville secondary where they are. And then Adrian Peterson playing Indianapolis. It's like fucking, yeah. sh- you know, fucking shooing. Yeah, I think I got um, some good matchups this week that I'm excited about. So I, I agree with that. I'll give yeah. myself the edge. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, you are. Okay. You're a guest. You can do that. I will not be giving myself the edge or predicting mine, but I will go over uh, my game, which is the final game of this week uh, between myself and Picorni. Uh, starting with my own team, um, Kirk Cousins looked really good against San Francisco. I don't see how that's going to change against Green, Green Bay. So Quan Barkley gets away from the crazy, stupid, good defense of Jacksonville and gets to play Dallas. James Conner, second week in a row plays Kansas City. I don't know how much Pittsburgh will be running the ball um, against Kansas City, but the Kansas City defense sucks either way. So points, question mark. 
And yeah. if they don't run the ball, I got Juju or Juju Smith Schuster playing starting tonight against Kansas City. So if they don't throw it to Antonio, Juju's going to be right there. Uh, Juju actually scored 11 points last week uh, for yeah. those of you who weren't he paying attention. It. I was wanting to pick him up. He did. You got him first. Uh, so big news, Devontae Freeman is not playing this week, and so I have decided to start Tevin Coleman. I'm a little scared about that because it is the Carolina defense, but Tevin Coleman's never had a bad game since Devontae, whenever Dante Freeman like gets out of the game. So knock on wood there. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to be knocking on wood with the Saints defense. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, that, that one's just – I mean, I – <laughs> that was just a point where I was just like, I've got the Titans defense or I've got the Saints defense. And the Saints defense was good. With had the, I don't think the Titans can force turnovers. I think the Saints can't. And that's basically what I'm going off of. Best of luck because um, I honestly think that even, even you know, not including uh, Josh Gordon as much as you might normally, I think uh, I think Cleveland has one of the best receiving cores in the league right now. So, good luck. Well, we will see. On the other side of the ball, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is at home against Kansas City. That scares me. However, if Big Ben connects to Juju, I still get points. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Uh, Ezekiel is playing the Giants. Uh, that scares me. It scares me a lot. Um, Isaiah Crowell is playing Miami. That also scares me, especially with how well Crowell played last week. He scored 22 points. Uh, Devonte Adams is against Minnesota. He's questionable. That doesn't scare me because Aaron Rodgers can't fucking move, and Devonte Adams will be lining up against Xavier Rhodes. Um, he can still have a good game. I just feel more comfortable. Uh, Allen Robinson's playing Seattle. Seattle secondary doesn't exist anymore. Um, but also, Allen Robinson, Mitch Trubisky. I don't think they've really shown anything yet. Let me see what their points were for last week. Nine points. Four receptions, 61 yards. That's solid. Um, Jared Cook is against Denver. Jared Cook had a crazy stupid game last week. I don't think he's going to have the same stupid game. He still will put up points. Um, I do not believe in Kenyon Drake. Period. Stop. That's just – I do not believe in Kenyon Drake. Um, The Jets' defense against Miami – I, I I know nothing about the Jets' defense other than the fact that they intercepted Matthew Stafford a shit ton of times last week. But they also intercepted Matthew Stafford because they knew the calls. It was literally like a repeat of Super Bowl 50 or no, Super Bowl 40. What The one with Peyton Manning and the Broncos and Seattle knew the signs. Like they, they just guessed and they got the right signs correct. Wow. And so they just picked off everything that – Peyton through because they knew what all like if you touched your hat that was a fly route and they're like oh it's a fly route so it's a lot easier to play football when you know what's coming <laughs> so I don't necessarily think the Jets defense have this like crazy good Rex Ryan esque like Darrell Revis in at mm-hmm. quarterback thing going on I don't think that's the situation but I no. don't think I don't think Miami's gonna torch the no. Jets D oh it'll be it'll be at its worst an average showing for the Jets defense yeah. So, with all that in mind, what do you got? I I like your team. I think you've got more consistent players, and I think that's what wins more games. I think uh, Nathan's got some booms or busts. Uh, 
like a Zaya Crowell, I don't think he'll have as big of a week this week. Uh, but I think your consistency, I think, I think that'll put you over the edge. Although, if your Saint, your Saints defense could lose you points, I'm, I'm too worried about that. I, I am, but I'm not going to take him out. I think, I'm, I think they'll give me some points. I don't think they're going to be negative again. I think they just get. I think they just got Fitz magic all over the place. That I think that's true. what happened. I think that's what happened. Um, so we are almost at the end. This has been our longest one yet, but we had a lot to cover. So we have a guest, and when you're on a guest on TMF on Saturday mornings, afternoons, whatever the fuck time it is, it's two forty-six p.m. You get to go into the question and answer section. Ooh. So this is Q and A with Andrew Campbell. So Andrew. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. I don't know okay. if you realize this. In Colorado, it is sunny, um, at least in Fort Collins, 300 days of the year almost. So it's been great. This week, a little bit warm, but it was sunny every day. Okay. No Can't one gives complain. a shit. Just shut it's the great. fuck up. No one cares. It's no great. Cares. I'm going to shit on your parade. <laughs> um, so let's get to the real questions. How do you feel about your team? How do you feel about the uh, the Russian the Russian bots? Are you concerned about anything, or do you feel solid? I like my team. I'm gonna like. I, I've been thinking about making some trades, making some moves, but I just kind of want to see where it goes. My wide receiver situation, I think, is a little bit weak. Could be better. Really happy with my running backs. Um, okay. I like I like Lamar Miller. I think people are kind of like you know uh, low on him. The cold yeah, on no, him. but dude produces every every single week. If I, if I need to sub him in at some point, he'll put up eight, nine, ten points every single week. So, worst case scenario, that's that's my running back situation. He could because he's on but, my so. Yeah, I saw that, and I I saw Lamar Miller on your bench while we were going through the games, and I was like, wow, that's actually really solid because he used to be this number one draft pick mm-hmm. that was worth it. He's not that guy anymore. However, he's he's basically the new Frank Gore. Yeah, in my in my eyes, he's gonna consistently get carries. He might get a touchdown, but he'll get he'll get eighty yards easy. Yeah, last so, game was 20, 20 attempts, ninety eight yards. You attach a touchdown on that, and that becomes a really big game. So that's all I need. It's like a, if if he if he gets a touchdown, great. He was a RB one or RB two for the week. If he doesn't, well, then he was still a solid flex play. So yeah, for sure. So uh, where do you see yourself finishing? Do you got is it Super Bowl aspirations this year, or do you? I mean, it's the, it's early in the in early in the year, so obviously everyone's thinking championship. But you really think I'm, champion? I'm feeling much better about my odds this year, especially after the first game. Because after the first game last year, if you remember right, I had Aaron Rodgers who went down with an injury. I had David Johnson who went down with an injury. So yeah. I lost two of my best players immediately, and then I think I also had like two other players that game go down with injuries. It was a rough start for me last year, so I feel much better. Um, Gronk scares me because he's not going to last all season. Um, so, and I don't have a backup uh, uh, tight end, but hopefully I've got enough depth on my bench to where um, I can cover for that. But I think, I think I'm playoff bound. I'm not going to say any more than that, but I think I'm playoff bound. All right. Uh, so we've already talked about, you already actually brought up the strengths and weaknesses. So there, there goes two of my questions. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, this is self-promotion time. You're looking for trades. Who do you want to? Who do you want to shout out? You don't have to shout out specific players, but like, are you looking for tight end help, wide receiver help, wide receiver one? What are you looking for? If you can throw me a solid wide receiver, you can probably have um, one of the running backs on my bench, or maybe even 
like one starting except for David Johnson. So I'd like another strong wide receiver. If you got one, I would take it. All right. Um, so this is a I we're gonna try something new here. And I want you to who's your rival? Who do you see as your rival? Oh in, my in the league. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to pit you know players against each other, try to get some animosity going on. Let me look at who who is in my division. Let me look at that real quick. And then think, and then I'll look at my division and see who I always have trouble with every so, year. So yeah, so, well, remember that we switched up divisions this year. No. Uh, so Nick, Angie, Mitch, and Nate. Uh, I always have a problem with Nate. To be honest, he always <laughs> gives me issues. Um, so I'd have to say, if I have a rival, it's got to be Nate. All right. He always he seems to always beat me. I think. That's how much you'd have to look up up the stats on that. But I'm not going to. (laughs) It seems like every time I play him, I'm always it's always way closer than I want it to be. Okay. Uh, And then finally, uh, here's your shot. This is it's trash talk time. Um, You get to make it take a shot at somebody. Oh. Um, So you can either take a shot at your rival, or you can take a shot at the guy you're playing this week if you so choose. All right, who am I playing this week? Oh, I'm playing Doc. Oh, okay. All right, let's talk about Doc for a second. Matthew Stafford. You're still starting Matthew Stafford. I don't agree with that. Don't don't agree with that. But, you know, that's your prerogative. And so if you want to keep playing Matthew Stafford, you play Matthew Stafford. All right. Well, everybody, um, I think that is uh, that's gonna it's gonna do it for us. I think. Um, I think we've been talking for an hour, so this has yeah. definitely been the longest one we've done. Um, but like I said, we had a lot to go through. Um, we didn't even have rankings. I know you guys are so sad. Um, you can throw me a couple thumbs downs, maybe give us some one star reviews on iTunes and all that shit. Um, but that'll do it for us. So thanks for listening to uh, Tuesday Morning Fantasy on Saturday. Um, I'm Zoo. This has been your guest, Andrew Campbell. Hello. I don't know.